nuts about this is Jeff is claiming the pinky. And if this is me, then how did I get between you two? Because that's just weird, man. (laughs) But you knew you were getting the finger, no matter how this worked. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did we actually? Hopefully you push record. Just play the intro. Welcome to Everyone Racers, a podcast designed for the world of low-dollar racing and oddball car culture. Whatever kind of LeChump or track dog you run, SCCA or NASA, we won't discriminate. We even think you Drifto Hella Flush guys are alright, as long as you drive it hard and build it yourself. Join us each week for quick discussion, tips, tricks, news, and notes in the world of low-buck racing, and if you can handle it, we'll give you just a tip. I'll be your pit marshal. My name is Jeff. Everyone report to the product. Go. (laughs) This is Chrissy. This is Chris. And I'm Mental. Welcome. We are Everyone Racers. Thanks for downloading another another pathetic attempt at professionalisms, and we appreciate you giving us part of your commute to work. So we'll start this week with what you're working on. Chrissy, what you're working on? Are we going to start with what you're working on? We do that every week. Ta-da! Uh, you have, I just <laughs> have to okay. tell the list. I have to tell the listeners. Because we're not going to finish what we're working on. <laughs> you have no idea what we went through to get on to this podcast today. We had <laughs> a half an hour of technical difficulties and banter that you, I'm sorry that you missed. Anyway, we, what we've are gone we through working? a whole drink just waiting for Jeff to get his act together. <laughs> that's kind of true. At least I'm here this week. Uh, that's good, too. That, okay, hold that on. Is true. That is true. Okay, what are we working on? So I'm not working on anything interesting. Um, we're working uh, slowly on the bathroom project in addition to all the civic work that's going on. So I was um, charged with priming the wainscoting, which is so much fun. Uh, but we set up a nice... Charged or did you lose the bet? I, I just... No, I'm a helpful a helpful member of the household, so I decided that this was a good job for me. It was a project that needed to be done that was within her skill set. So, yay. Yes. It Wait, what done. are you priming with? Kills? Kills. Kills. It's Kills. All, it's Best all, primer ever. It's all beadboard, um, but... Actual you know, half-inch thick pine beadboard paneling. Not paneling, actual boards. We're not doing the paneling route, though. Again, that leads into another subject later on for things that you went cheap on that didn't work. Yeah, that's one. So uh, this is the right way to do it, and that's the way we're doing it. But again, to, to do it the really right way, you got to prime and seal all of the edges and the entire all 360 everywhere around the beadboard because otherwise it'll expand and contract. And when it ex- does that, it cracks the paint between the tongue and groove panels. So if you prime it ahead of time, you don't see the uh, you don't see that problem as much. Anyway, sorry. Very cool. So I found that the primer doesn't come off your your hands well. I neglected to put uh, nitrile gloves on when I was doing it, so I had paint all over my hand that would not come off, which was pretty awesome. Um, also, I'm just getting back to uh, life after the craziness that was my job in October. So just uh, I got a new boss and maybe a new jobish, and so now I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going what I'm doing at work. So that's what I'm working on. So Nothing you're interesting. Like the final final season of Drew Carey. He just didn't know what his job was, or kind of. And I know that you guys are the safety people, and well, my job's the redneck. Uh, have you tried gasoline? Uh, that's well, we deal in propane, which is even worse than gasoline. So I think he means to clean your hands. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant like in safety yeah, life. If you, if you try to clean your hands with propane, that'll that'll go poorly. <laughs> that, it would, that, it that might would, come off. It would, it would get the paint off, though. Um, no, <laughs> I just I just picked it, so no, I didn't try that. Okay, and that's everyone. Everyone homeowner sports. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, mental. What well, are actually, you doing? 
and at the risk of turning this to uh, this old house, the '80s edition podcast, uh, we I'm, I'm, we're actually also working on our house. Uh, I think we I don't know if I mentioned before, but yeah, we uh, we're looking to put it on the market in the spring. Probably we had an unsolicited offer, and we kind of started kicking around the idea. And I realize I'm giving up eight and a half hours a week to commute. So the house is probably going to go on the market. So now we have to get all those projects that we started finished finished so we can sell them. And Jeff, one of the Jeff things knows all about that. Yes, I do. <laughs> we do too, because we helped finish those. We haven't just had to finish them though yet. So that's true. We, we have a need to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll be doing a bathroom, you know, finish up remodel as well. But the big one for me is I'll be back with her and they should totally sponsor us. And I'm by the way, absolutely going to make this pitch this weekend, extreme experience job. I'm going to be working at Atlanta motorsports uh, or motor speedway this weekend with extreme experience. They, they hired my J R O T C detachment. And so there's going to be a sizable donation to my charitable organization. And that's going to pay for some stuff we're going to do. And I get to go play with the, their bevy of toys, which now has an Aston Martin, which I'm, I saw that. I'm geeked about. I would, yeah. totally, I would have a tough time deciding which car to put my helmet in the morning. The Aston, the NSX, or the GT3. Oh, you'd have to take the NSX. Well, I think I'd have to do one each day. Really? Mm-hmm. Good choice. Well, it's good it, choice. It, it, and I, I, I'm never unhappy with the Porsche. And that's the running joke is, you know, hey, I've been in the car for four and a half hours. Could I get a bathroom break? Well, there's a seat in the GT3. Yeah, I'm good. But <laughs> Just hold uh, it. <laughs> Yeah. We all love I, the GT3. It gets the it gets the right do. customer. It really does. But the NSX also gets uh, the NSX gets that combination customer uh, or client who would be the GT3 guy and the GTR guy. So they're nerds, they're geeks, so they know their numbers and they're very respectful. But they tend to be a little bit more refined than the GTR customers. And I can they, see that. they listen and they drive well, and that car is just that good. So is the old one. Except for that guy, Rodney, <laughs> who tried to kill me under NJMP's uh, or the bridge there. Thanks, Mental. He was fine for me, so I'm just going to go with your lack of instructor. Uh, oh. Chris, Ooh, what are ouch. you working on? Let's change the topic. Damn. Um, <laughs> well, spots for extreme experience. Hey. Mostly, I've been working on porting a new cylinder head for the Civic because after we trashed the entire motor except like the crank and rods, <laughs> basically out of the last motor, uh, I've just uh, I'm working on a new cylinder head. It's the one we got from a junkyard for eighty-five dollars, and it's it. I can see now why we only got a head and why it was eighty-five dollars. First off, the the filter for the VTEC solenoid was full of bearing material, like chock full of bearing material. The head has slight indentations on cylinders one and two from where the pistons were hitting it after those bearings failed, and the piston to head clearance became negative. <laughs> and it happens. Two of the cylinders had completely burned exhaust valves. Like I've never seen this level of crud on the valves on a Honda cylinder. The intake valves actually were gorgeous. They're they're better than the ones that we were using before, so we're gonna use those again, but the exhaust valves were trashed. So I made it through all the rough cutting and the uh, the finish work on most of the intake, and as I was starting the exhaust on the rough cut, the the bit in my die grinder snapped in half. So Ooh. I have new ones coming oh. from Amazon right now. So um, that's the first time that's I, I, happened. But I have to say, I'm going to ask the nerdy uh, Chrissy question: Were you uh, you wearing uh, eye protection? 
Totally. totally. And shout out to Chrissy. She bought me new safety goggles that are fantastic this week. Not only are they rated some fancy safety spec like JF9Q5, but they... Um, I can tell you what they are, but that's not fun. Yeah, 2JZ. No shit. Um, they're also... <laughs> 2JZ! 2JZ! Right? They're also... Uh, they're very comfortable. They don't fog up. They're clear. They're nice. And that's the whole thing with safety equipment. If it's easy to wear and doesn't get in your way, why, you wear why it. You take, why are you taking my safety tip? Well, this is like every week safety tip. But I just want Honestly, to throw that uh, Thank you. Seriously, nerddom. I think our six or seven listeners, uh, you know. Oh, and by the way, uh, hi, Chrissy's mom. Hi, Carol. Hi, Chrissy's mom. <laughs> so uh, I think genuinely, I think what, if you can put a link on the Facebook page, Chrissy, I think that would be pretty sweet for these uh, pimped up. Mac they're they're pimped out. They're like additional add-on Amazon $4 safety guide. They're totally oh, worth yeah, it. Nice. But they're but, better yeah, but, than, the, than the $2 ones. Sure. And I'd say they're more than twice as good as the $2 ones. <laughs> and that's, but, but again, really, Chris, Chris was saying that he wasn't wearing them or he didn't want to wear them because he was wearing sunglasses instead. His sunglasses, which are pretty good, but they're not actual safety goggles. Gla- just they're just glasses. I'm sorry. Um, so he was not wearing them because they were all scratched and they weren't like you couldn't see through them. So yeah. I bought a whole bunch of new ones and I said it's all worth it. So and now you got yeah. some fun pink ones that are new too, and as well as pink sunglass safety glasses because you're that cool. I know it's pretty fun. Nice. A couple years ago. Vicky bought me a set of the safety goggles from uh, Sharper Image with the flashlights on the side, and I actually wear those at obnoxious amount of the time. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. That's good. I just have a bunch that's of right. headlamps, especially actually now that Harbor Freight, their newest coupon, ha- included one of the free things. Either you know, you usually get the tape measure and the screwdrivers. One of the Toast. new things is a headlamp. Ooh, so I'm totally going to get that and get the free Gotta headlamp. Gonna have to hit the hit the Harbor Freight this weekend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, just get that coupon for the free headlamp. Yep. So I've been, again, I've been mostly working on porting the head. Once I get the, the the new die grinder attachment, I'll use that. I've been using a different die grinder this time. Last time I did it all with the air die grinder, and my compressor is not quite good enough. It's a 20 gallon, whatever single cylinder airless crappy craftsman from 25 mm-hmm. years ago, and it works but great for most dead, of it. But dead solid, reliable. Yeah. Right. right. But it doesn't work great for for constant draw things like this, and so I would have to stop all the time, let it let it catch back up, and give it a break once in a while. And it, the loud, the compressor plus the noise, of the grinding, it's all it's fairly fatiguing over time. So this time I bought a Makita uh, die grinder, an electric one. So it's like a it's like an angle grinder with a different head on the front of it, and it, everything is going so much faster using this. And amazingly, Home Depot, who should also sponsor us, has a $25 (laughs) off for no reason on Makita Power Tools right now through the end of the year. So even though their price was the same on Amazon, which is the lowest price I could find around, so it was like 106 bucks before the discount, free shipping. And then with the discount, so I get like $87 for a nice, good quality Makita tool. Like, okay. We're never leaving Makita. Well, every time, because they did that, Actually, yeah, they did that last year. It was a super awesome deal. It was actually three years ago with a really nice set, and I was deployed, and someone posted on my Facebook, and I sent the link to Vicky, and she actually went to Home Depot and did this, the homedepot.com and had the whole thing. It was it was a drill impact gun combo, which I used the crap out of both of those things, and it was stupid cheap. Chrissy got me the half-inch impact for Christmas last year that with Jeff's help, and this thing has, is like 800 foot-pounds of torque. It's been a beast and i already had the drill 
And so it all works well. But this is not a cordless. It's a corded, but that's okay. For the kind of work I'm doing, I need the cord. And I've also been using the Dremel, the Dremel 4000 with the, one of the extender attachments. So you don't have to hold the whole Dremel in your hand. you got the little like pen in your hand. And that's been really nice for some detail work. So the combination of the two, I'm going so much faster in porting than the last time Yay. I did this. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, good. You said you should be done by the end of the week. Yeah, by the end of the weekend, I will have this head, head ported and done and ready for the machine shop to drop off awesome. next week so they can do the valve job. So I'll have the new cylinder head done. So just so you know, right now, traveling from Lawrenceville back to North Georgia, Steve is finally breathing an easy, easy sigh because he called me last week. He's like, hey, so yeah, I was listening to the podcast and is the Honda going to make it to Atlanta? I'm like, well, yeah, you know, Chris says it's going to. Well, how does he know? Well, because Chris says it has to. That's you know, that's how it's going to. I but shall make it happen. He was, he was uh, genuinely concerned. Has he, has he never delivered? Really? No, yeah. no, no. Never, I'm sorry, never. He wasn't, he wasn't doubting. He was just no. genuinely worried because he feels like, he, you know, uh, he got cheated out of a fast car at New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, hey, Chris. Hey, so did we all. So have I ever not brought a ready car in 30-something races? There you go. Um, now, here's here's how we're going to do it. It's we, true. We did have a backup plan, though. We could take the ombre if everything goes awry. Yep. The ombre is ready to drive. It just, it, actually, the ombre needs a cold air intake. That's what the ombre needs. Yep. So hit an auto zone on your way down because no, they're 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 over off to the side for the S10s. We are no, we already have a, a a auto zone kind of intake on it. It was forty dollars on Amazon because it was the cheapest way to get an air box and air filter. <laughs> um, we just need to put some like dryer duct on that and and make it work. So um, here, the I, last bit I have of, a whole setup with a I stole a lot of election signs. Mm. So I have four blasts out the yin yang. I am ready to build. So last bit uh, about the Honda. Here's how we're going to do it. We can't build a new motor because I can't get the parts that I need to build a new motor the proper way in time. So I have ah. a complete running driving motor that we pulled out of this chassis when we bought it. So I'm going to take that motor that's been sitting, ran when pulled, no problem, and pull the head off, put my new junkyard ported head on it with a decent head gasket, and then pull the oil pump off, port the oil pump on that motor, put it all back together. So stock bottom end, but good head with the turbo. Turn the boost down two pounds. Let's see how we do. Cool. Yeah. That should that should keep everybody everybody nice and. <sighs> It'll still have way better power than if we kept an NA motor in it, and this way we can uh, you know I can take my time on doing the next motor for to do it the right way next year which i will make sure i talk with more people about ring gaps before i set them but i know it'll be larger than the 0.015 or whatever it was that i did last year it's in my notebook but more so more. so if you know anything about turbo honda ring gaps put put a message on our yeah, facebook he's page. just going to call the people that make them yeah went, well there were je pro seal rings last time so i'm going to talk to je and say so that didn't work that well uh, head hole yeah. <laughs> and i'm not happy <laughs> right. and i have to wish to home these things mm -hmm. all, right. all right let's move on jeff what are you doing so i was spent the week teaching the youth of america to be better leaders uh i was at a great i conference. do that every day yeah so do i but <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I, I was actually away with them for multiple days at a lead 365 conference which is a higher ed leadership conference had a great time learned a lot of stuff got to hang out with a with an incredible author uh, who is writing all of the work on Generation Z, like Generation Z Goes to College and some of the other books. 
Um, so yeah, she's like one of my professional idols. And right now, if you hear that I sound a little weirder than usual, it's because <laughs> I'm on vacation living off of hotel Wi-Fi uh, at Great Wolf Lodge down what? in Williamsburg, Virginia. Oh, in Virginia. Okay. We thought we were in the Poconos. We're wrong. Uh, the Poconos one is uh, too expensive, so we're in Williamsburg. Okay, great. How long are you there till? Uh, we're here two nights, and then we are going to Williamsburg proper awesome. for two days. Cool. So, yeah, well, well thanks for time. taking the time to join us. We appreciate it. Yeah. Actually, thanks, Jeff's wife, for letting us borrow him. Yep. Yeah, she'll definitely thanks, uh, give the begrudgingly award for letting me have an hour off of vacation. <laughs> it's been a little longer than an hour, but we'll start. News and notes. What's going on with that? Okay, so news and notes. Uh, I, I do want to throw back. You know, we're getting to be veterans at this sort of thing, guys. And well, we hate. We tried to hitch at the race at Gingerman, so we walked through. We talked about, and I, I remember. Oh yeah, we did that. We should totally like actually look up how we did. So we mentioned a bunch of well we mentioned about five teams that we know of and then we talked about what it takes to win an ioe but two of the teams we talked about the flying pigs uh, and well three of the teams actually flying pigs escort service and save the tatas were all top 10 uh so we talked about the flying pigs that's that the mustang that they've managed to get creepy fast over the years and then escort service they're usually down here in the south at cmp they had this it's just a old four-door escort but i'm sure like it's a lot of mazda go fast parts in it and they've just the car's gotten fast the team's gotten fast they were top 10 and we had an extended conversation about save the tatas because they've still got that dope cadillac uh f body thing and they've all gotten really good and that car's gotten really fast it turned a 152 which was the second fastest lap of the race wow which, so i mean we, it is we, an f body yeah, I'm not it's, it is an F body, but it's a well driven F body. Yeah, right? no, I'm saying F bodies are fast. They can turn fast lap. They just can't go long. Yeah, yeah. They just they burn did, a lot they, of fuel. In fact, they finished number ten. So, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're putting it together. So I see to see something out here about the American. Oh, oh yeah. So, so I found an article. Oh, mental. I think you have some feedback. Okay. So, um. I found a article that said Top Gear 2 is coming out soon. Uh, I found we like uh, do you to mean, watch you talk about Top Top Gear or uh, the Grand Top, Tour. Great, this is Grand Tour. I'm sorry, I did say Top Gear, but it's Grand Tour. So I found that they were pretty good. I feel like everybody likes to hear them, and and there are good. Sh- you have some good memories about the shows that have been in the past. So um, the one they have now going is fine, but. The uh, American is gone. He was just. Uh, what was, was the American? I hadn't seen the show. Oh really? He was, he was the version of the Stig. Uh, let me look this up real quick. But he's a, yeah, he's an American stock car guy. Actually, I've seen interviews where he's not doing the the American character. Interesting guy, extremely talented driver. Oh good. So I mean, it didn't. He he was uh, cast as this annoying, dumb American. And he was like, Oh, I love cheesesteaks and I'm going to go fast. And then they had the car that went fast, but he, 
uh, was well, cast like as a really well. He was like cast as a really fast. dumb guy. He was, so, he, was he was the Jerry. He was the Jeremy Clarkson American. You know, kind of heavy. It. And he's like, kind he of, would get in there and talk about well, this. This car got the stairwell on the wrong side. It ain't a pickup truck. I can't haul no two by fours back there. And that's exactly what he sounded like. So I I wonder if he how he really sounded to the rest of the world. If everybody just says, oh, that guy's the American. Does all Americans sound like that? I don't know if that people think that way, but um, but he's gone. Shut up, Chris. You talk about my people down here. Well, you know, that's all. Is it all of America? I don't know what they think. So um, I, I'm not really bothered by it. I think it's fine. And uh, he's gone. But I, I'm also hoping that they get rid of that met, that bit that all of the celebrities die because that's getting old as well. So we'll see when the show comes out. But that was just something that I found on the Internet. Yeah. Haven't seen it. Don't know anything about it. It's good. I do have an account. Just haven't downloaded it. Yeah, the, the, there's no loss of the American. It was like it was funny when it was a British show, you know, when they were in in the U.S. and they had like the trucker guy. I remember when they had Fat Stig, right. American Stig. Like, that's yeah. funny, but the guy was just he. It was over the top, annoying. Yeah, and, and and I think he was hamming it up a little bit again. But you know, Mike Cherry, sure talented driver. And then if you go find interviews with him when he was in NASCAR, really, really nice person. You know, so yeah, 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 yeah. But at they least didn't it, it, hide his identity like the Stig. It was just you oh know. yeah, no open face helmet, open face helmet. Okay. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. You know, oh, I didn't know who he was though. So, mm-hmm. all right. so oh. you know, he he actually wasn't just some clown. But I mean. Yeah, the no, the he was a good driver. Him. Like you could see, oh, yeah. he was a good driver, but he, he he was just too much on the character, and it wasn't a good character. Like the Stig character originally was good because of the persona that made it, but the fact that it didn't do anything except listen to like awful music in the car. <laughs> that's well, was it worked. Listen to speak language tapes. Yeah, that he was, was learning. Too. He was learning languages one time. That was pretty funny. And then it was like Swedish punk rock or something stupid. Or it was well, always something. I remember ridiculous. once they they had a Genesis phase because he was like listening to Genesis. Mm. You know all this, all the like that was just for like Hammond. Rated, I think it was like they rated. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say they rated Hammond's cassette tapes. Notice all I right. said cassette tapes. That's right. Well, folks. awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. Next. next. So uh, I don't know if any of you caught this, but it seems that Texas, the state of Texas, and my favorite topic is talking about the Department of Motor Vehicles, is revoking titles. Hey, Jeff, Citroen yeah. paperwork? Yeah, I'll get to that. Depart- <laughs> Department of Motor Vehicles, just a second. So, so they're revoking oh, the titles was... of kit cars and dune buggies that have been previously registered in uh, titled in the state. It's kind of a bizarre move. They originally, according to the article that I read, which I don't know what is true and isn't true, um, I think it was on uh, Jalopnik or The Truth About Cars, because that's where I get all, all of it. Um, they're revoking the titles of cars that had previously been titled, even though they originally said they were going to grandfather all the currently registered and titled dune buggies, but they just basically sent a bunch of letters <clears throat> that said, uh, yeah, your car, please turn in your title. Your car is not registrable or drivable anymore. Now, I understand that's because they re- they changed the law a few years ago that said, this is we don't like these. We're not going to make these work. So now as those are coming up for renewal, they're just non-renewing them. That was my understanding yeah. of that. Yeah, even though the first letter when they originally said the law, they said they're going to grandfather all the currently titled and just not title new ones. So some of the... Uh, Good old boys down in Texas are awful pissed off, and SEMA is actually going to start suing the state on the uh, basis. 
Yeah, really. Well, that whole that whole don't mess with Texas owners. thing. I, I don't know how those how those old good boys are going to feel about it, but. Well, yeah. and this is, it, it's interesting because it uh, the the article you found, Jeff, was actually on Hemmings. Now, it was on Hemmings. You're right. Yes, I I have a theory about this because they when I was living in Colorado, they did the same thing. They in Colorado, if it could if it had turn signals and a seatbelt and a a single rear view mirror, you could put tags on it. And I actually knew a guy. He tagged his ATV, and nice. it was. Well, in, in order for it to meet the law, he had to put a seatbelt on it. Which so and, and That's otherwise kind of crazy, yeah. Yeah. So what he did is he literally just bolted uh, bolts through the plastic fairing, so that <laughs> well, no, Very so that safe. if he if he dumped it, it would immediately just go flying away, and he could go back to you know wearing his motorcycle safety gear, which would save him. But he had to have a seatbelt, and he had to have it buckled. Didn't have to have a helmet when he rode it. But he had to put plates on it, uh, front and back, because it was a four-wheeled vehicle. It was car plates. And it was funny because the first two weeks he had it titled, the cops kept stopping him going, no way, this thing is street legal. And he just kept all of his paperwork, and he would show it to him. And then the second two weeks he had it out there, it was all the cops who heard about the cops from the first time. It's like, oh, yeah, no, our buddies told us about it. We wanted to see this thing. And he was riding around on his ATV. But what they got into in Colorado, and they went after, because a lot of guys would put tags on their dirt bikes, too. Is so the greenies came in and their their philosophy is oh if we make it harder to get these vehicles to the trail to get them off road they'll stop driving them off road so they go about it under the guise of safety oh these vehicles aren't safe because they were home built or they have open frames and who wants to argue with safety because please someone think of the children but it's and. The thing in Colorado is it had the unintended side effect of well now instead of hopping on my two stroke dirt bike to ride to the trails i'm gonna fire up my diesel dually pickup put my motorcycle in the back of it pollute more to get to the trail and then i'm going riding anyway because it's what i do and i think they're going to see the same thing in texas they're like oh this will be great we'll get those guys to keep bringing their awful dune buggies to the sand dunes and it's not going to work these guys got a bunch of money invested in these things they're not going to just sell them fortunately pennsylvania is somewhere in between we have some laws about what things you need to do you can't just title anything you want you've got to work work to a certain point so it's kind of a mid-range i'm hoping we stay there as the owner of a home-built kit car in progress that someday progress (laughs) sorry progress yeah Yeah, okay like my like my porsche progress yeah Yeah. sure yeah like the citroen we should should have a new segment called what you're not working on and it could be citroen title porsche (laughs) that'd be great Oh my goodness, that's funny. Okay, whose who's iPhone alarm is going off? That's that's me. Keep going. Yeah, no. See, I, for the listeners at home, I have a Lotus Seven on my wall in the garage. The, the frame is done. The suspension is an IRS. It's a Miata base kit. It's welded up, and it's sitting against the wall with a Miata driveline against the back wall of the garage and the most of the rest of the Miata in the basement. And after the race car stops breaking and the kitchen gets finished. Then I get to touch the lotus. He took the words out of my mouth. That's what I was going there to you say. Go. All right, Jeff, what else do you have? Uh, well, the, this has well, hit I, every single... Uh, oh, go ahead. Matthew, you well, got something? Well, I was going to say, you know, additionally to that, they're worried that the uh, Ariel Adam, there's a bunch of Ariel Adams, and they're, they, they, they're worried that those guys are going to be unintended victims of this no dune buggy oh, law. I hope not. They yeah, yeah, and that. the, the Manxes were basically also mentioned that they're all reverting their titles back to the original Volkswagen Vins to try and keep them titled. But 
<laughs> there's there's no shortage of here's a VIN and a title for sale. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. But so I, uh, anyway, the other thing that hit just about every single news body out there that talks about cars is the new Koenigsegg. Yes, I practiced saying that all day. Hit the new production car record. Uh, 284.3, I think, was the maximum. Um, there was lots of video on it. Just about every Instagram journalist out feed, there yeah. had some sort of story on it. Um, did it in Vegas or outside of Vegas, obviously. Um, I watched the video. I don't know if all of you have watched the video, but uh, I've seen it yet. Yeah, it, they did, had. A, uh, did you put it on the Facebook? Uh, no, but I will right after this. Nope. The 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 the. This Koenigsegg had a lot more to go. Uh, they had a like a seven mile track or something like that. Yeah, and I heard they they closed down eleven miles of public roads to get this to yeah. happen. That's why they didn't. It was, it was a public road, not a track. Yeah, because the, yeah, public they, road. There's no track. Straight. There's no track straight and long enough to do this. Oh, wow. Yeah, the the I think the actual part that they were using to to do the test was about seven miles. He was still pulling the, the whoever the driver was, which I didn't see because I checked the article to see who it was. He did not hit it hard off the line. He didn't really get on the car until about 180. <laughs> and well, he left kind of, a lot of stuff at the beginning. With that kind of power, you can't get hard on it until you're well into triple digits. And the other thing, the hardest part about those, from what I understand, is keeping the tires from self-destructing at that kind of speeds. That's what I was reading. In. I, they I want, actually they were, read doing it to an preserve article the from, tires so that they heated up a little differently. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I read another article that the tire was a bit of smoke and mirrors um, and that it was to draw more attention to the, to the run because they were pretending they couldn't get tires on it. Um, but... Yeah, seriously, it was pulling hard 260, 270, 280, straight through 285, and he was letting up because he was out of track. Every time every other hypercar does something wacky, Koenigsegg's always like, hold my oh, – what's, what's, what's the <laughs> hold, Swedish, hold what's my, Swedish drink, drink that's that, that, like um, – Aquavelva. Hold my Aquavelva. Yeah. That's it's a, it's, yeah, instead, instead of a mojito, hold my salmon mojito. Right. Hold, yeah. hold my white <laughs> yeah. mojito. I'm going to, I'm oh, going to show them up. Aqua velva, and then what's we that, go to sauna. What's, what's that fish that they eat that's, that's in lye? Herring. Herring. That's what it is. Hey, or, 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 you know, oh, speed limit. I don't know where this goes. I put it <laughs> on the floor. I throw it behind me. That was Finland. Yeah. Hey, these are my people. Yeah. 25%. Uh, interestingly, that... Here, here's just an interesting side note because I was trying to find out who the driver was. The driver of the uh, Bugatti Chiron that the record just got beat was uh, one of my favorites and heroes, Juan Pablo Matoyo. Oh, dope. No, it's bueno, Juan Pablo. Oh, he's quite bueno. Oh, no, Juan, Juan Pablo is bueno. Sure. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll say, I, I, I love that he went to NASCAR knowing that they were never going to let him win. And, <laughs> oh, then he crashed the shit out of that car, too, and set the whole track on and, fire. And made jokes about it for a year. It love was it. awesome. 
I the day love... he hit the track dryer is the best <laughs> best NASCAR race I ever watched. And I remember the next one. The next one got rained out, and uh, Juan he, he took he took a selfie of himself on the track. He's like, "Oh, the track's too wet. Maybe they should have some sort of dryer." <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just. <laughs> Yeah. So he yeah, he had a sense of humor. I think he did a Tide commercial, too, because they used Tide to put that fire out. Fantastic. Nice. <laughs> hey, Jeff, we have any listener feedback this week. Yeah, we, we do have one listener no, feedback. No, no, before, we, before we get out of news and notes. Oh, sorry. So, uh, Go ahead. We're slow. And this was, Come on. I know. I, I didn't put this on there, but someone else did. So the Houston races this weekend. Oh, yeah, I did, but I don't know anything about it. Know, okay. Question mark it. next to it. It's Houston races. Okay. It means it's going to snow frogs or something because that's what it usually does. <laughs> we'll race. talk about it next week. Right. It that? will rain spiders. Right. And, I hope and, not. and McDaniel will still get mad. I don't yeah. give a damn what kind of spiders that hit your windshield. Your job is to control the car. <laughs> All right, Jeff. No, no, no. no. But uh, Tetanus is, uh, is going to go because... You know, yes. it's a Houston race, so tetanus always goes, and yes. they'll probably have the 944 and the neon. But um, going to cover or going all the way back to episode five, Jeff was talking about. So Schrader is bringing the 411 back to to Houston. That'll go the well. Type whatever, whatever it, square notch. The back Volkswagen thing. that no one knows actually exists between exactly the, between exactly. the Type Three and the Dasher, because that's a and, good time. <laughs> <laughs> she took it and it was in bad shape. Did she fix it? Oh yes, no, it blew up. Um, she's still rebuilding it. So Steph is a mechanical genius. She's like she's like Aaron or Eric Phipps, you know. She she put a call out on Facebook the other day through her social media so on for some kind of carburetor jet or something. I don't remember what she was looking for, but it was like, hey, anybody got a four one one flugel no, span? The answer is no. <laughs> No. Wait, somebody <laughs> might have one, but no, it's not no. Close. Like like Chris said, the answer is just no. Anyone no. have a four one one? No, just no. Finish it next. Next. Finish but no. Uh, but she's been posting pictures of her hands, so she's actually been working on this her herself. Good. Yeah. Great. But it, this is a. I feel like this is like a, a super advanced project. You're like, are you advanced or are you super advanced? It's a Volkswagen four one one. How complicated can it get? Oh, I would it's just hit it with a hammer. Broken. Yeah. A lot. It's true. The problem is, is that an air-cooled Volkswagen operates like no other vehicle on the planet. I mean, there's just no notice of what goes to where. So, anyway, let's finish this. Let's get to our main topic. Our main topic this week is uh, listener feedback. Oh, listener feedback. Sure, I'll do listener feedback. Listener feedback is me, Jeff. I actually got to listen last week. Because you weren't here. Because I wasn't here. And I, I gave some microphone tips to the crew before we started. I think we all eat our mic, including myself. And the only other thing I was going to mention is a lot of times we don't know my mental is trying very hard to not eat the microphone physically. But anyway, and I was no, going to mention that he was talking with a, a uh, toilet paper tube, which the funny. toilet paper tubes are out to make fun of our microphones. Oh, well, no, Chris just, is going on the desk. He's got the big one. I got a paper towel <laughs> tube. This is about right. Hey, everybody, I'm mental. <laughs> anyway, keep uh, going. Other than that, I, I honestly think y'all did great. I would listen to this podcast. <laughs> so wait a minute. So we reduced our staff by 25% and increased our listenership by 15%. Sounds, Sounds like, like a plan. Yeah, this is corporate America. <laughs> Jeff, you're fired. <laughs> Let's get on to our main topic. Our main topic this week is we're going to talk, since we always talk about low 
budget racing, we're going to talk about things you did on the cheap that was effective and things you did on the cheap that was not effective. Anyway, who wants to start? Chris, you already talked about DIY headporting. You want to jump in? Absolutely. Headporting is one of those things that if you send your head out to somebody, it's going to be $1,000 to get it ported. No doubt. I've done if they one, get to it. Right. I've done one and a half now. I get why. It takes a long time. <laughs> right. It takes a long ass time to do. And it's not exactly just, just hog, hog it out. It's fun. Well, I mean, maybe on a 350 Chevy, but <laughs> on you know more modern stuff, you got to worry about where the water jacket is. You got to worry about what the actual flow is. Chrissy, what's up? Can, now, can you uh, um, explain just quickly about what porting the head sure. is? Just. Head to, porting what, what exactly you're Absolutely. doing. So the, the cylinder head has ports in and out where the air comes in and the air goes out and it goes from the, you know, the manifolds to the valves. And also there is... <sighs> thanks, Jeff. That's it. So there's Jeff also, found that special channel in the Great Wolf Lodge. There's also... <laughs> yes. Don't worry. They don't, put, they don't put the names of the videos on, on the bill. Um, this, is, this is a kid's, uh, <laughs> kid's water slide park. They don't have that channel here. Keep going. Sure they do. You just got to dig further. So... Uh, they also have you also need to you can modify the combustion chamber itself because they, you know where the combustion is happening so you need to make sure you're re, you're removing any sharp edges you can deshroud the valves all that can happen in the combustion chamber you want to make sure you're getting the air essentially in and out of the the engine as efficiently as possible so what you do is you, you know, in most production engines they're made on mass production lines by big companies they are not inv- worried about the last 10 or 15 horsepower. Really, they're more worried about that costs an extra couple hundred bucks to have somebody do, so we're not going to do it. So what we're doing, like what I'm doing with this Honda head, is starting off with an angle with a die grinder with a carbide burr in it. You're taking off all of the casting slag that's in it and the rough surfaces that are in it. Also dealing with any core shift because that cylinder head has two different cores that are stuck together. And sometimes they're not stuck together exactly even. So you got to even that whole thing out. What's up, Mental? And and just to continue on the explaining it down to the, well, mental level. So it is almost like you're working with a piece of wood. You say, dig all that out. You are grinding metal away from these intakes and air takes. And that's why it's time-consuming, messy, dangerous. Correct. Kind of a... Yep, I'm grinding metal away. So imagine if it were wood, you'd have some sanding blocks to do that with, and that would be okay. You'd be probably, I'd probably be using a 40 or 60 grit at this point, probably 40 grit, just for a moving. Right now, now you're just showing off that you know how to do this in wood and metal. Just, just stop. Okay, no problem. <laughs> we're, move, we're removing material now and changing the shape of the ports. So, so most of it in the Honda is enlarging. Not only on the intake, you're enlarging the the size of the intake because you want to make it bigger than the intake itself, so that when the intake it comes in and out of the intake manifold, it's the head is bigger than that, so it doesn't rev- there's no revision back into the intake when yeah, the valves close. Chris, let me ask a question. Yeah. So I'd always heard that you kind of like lay the gaskets on it, mm-hmm. and you could see like that the metal sticks out past the gasket. Yep. And you know that that's kind of the areas you should take. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty decent, actually. But the problem is sometimes the gaskets aren't the same size as the rest of the manifold, so you, that's something you worry about. On the intake, it doesn't really matter. Just open, open it the hell up on the intake side. The exhaust, it matters because, for example, the gasket we have on the Honda for the exhaust is notably larger than the ports on the manifold that we use. So I can only open up the size of the actual port on the exhaust by about a tenth of an inch at most. That, because otherwise we open it up bigger than the than the port on the manifold, and then you get revision issues. 
So a tenth of an inch doesn't work in my brain. Could you put that in millimeters? Yeah, like like point <laughs> no, four. No, no, you stinking commie. Not much. So I well, fought for this country. I want to hear inches. Freedom measurements, not none of them commie <laughs> measurements. <laughs> so we we grind out all the, the the rough parts of the port and things like coming up to the valve guides. There's a big hump in the head for the valve guides, and the valve guides have a, a big lump in them, and it's in the way. So you grind some of that down. So you, all you're trying to do is make it so the air has an easier way to get in. And the biggest gain in a Honda head is on the floor of the port. The floor of the port where the air is flowing. If you can cut down the radius. Like going through a corner. If you have to go through a tight cool. radius corner, you're going to slow down. If you can cut the floor of the port down, it's like going through a slower radius corner or a, tight, a wider radius corner, for example. You get your speed up. So that's what we're trying to do. So we're removing a lot of the, the, the material that we can that's not going to get too deep because then you end up worrying about cracking into a different part of the head. And then the next thing you got to do after you remove the material is you have to finish right. On the exhaust, you want the finish super smooth. Like we're going to start out with a, an 80 grit, then we're going to go to a 120 grit, really to really make it practically mirror finish. I mean, not quite. We're not going to polish it, but you want it really smooth. You eventually, you get a thin layer of carbon, but you want to make sure the air is moving through there. For the intake, really, I, I finished it with a with a 60 grit on the way into the intake because you want the, the whole thing is you want the air. And the fuel to continue to mix and atomize on their way into the motor. So if you keep a rough surface finish, there's more turbulence. So the fuel and air mix better together before they get into the motor. But the last inch or so, you want to make that a little smoother so that everything that's already atomized stays together as it goes into the motor. Cool. Okay, because when you said rougher and I was about to go, okay, well, that's kind of contradictory, but that makes a lot of sense because then you've created an area of low pressure and Bernoulli says that everything will move over there. Yep. You're trying to, once, especially with a, with a port injected, but not a direct injector, this is all for port injected stuff. So in the, the Honda, the, the injector is right where the head meets the intake manifold. So it's going to port into there. It's going to excuse me, spray into there. So you want it rough right there. So the fuel atomizes right into the whole thing and goes right out, and this works great. And then you want it smoother right before it goes into the head so it stays atomized and doesn't cling to the walls. And then the combustion chamber, you want to get rid of any sharp areas because that's where, where hot spots can build and detonation can build. You want to de-shroud the valves just enough. It depends on how much clearance you have. On these VTEC motors, you don't have a lot of clearance on the outside because the VTEC takes the room and, and pushes the valves wide. So uh, that's that's what I've been doing this week, and I think that's one of those things where it's it's cheap. You do it yourself, especially for lemons. We're looking for free ways to get power, and this is one way to get one, and it takes a lot of time. But... It made a lot of power in the last motor. I think we're going to do a lot a lot better this time, too. Well, we're not going to do better this time. It's going to be less power because I haven't hand-finished the pistons and yada, 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 like the things I did last time. But it'll be pretty decent. Good, good, good happy medium. Yeah. How 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 down? Nice. How I mean, you know, so you're, you're talking about basically the, the like the final tenth. No. Yeah. How, we're we're going to – we're okay. missing out on things like last time I was able to scent the quench area exactly where I wanted it. It was about – 35 so it was real tight but it that and that's like that's like mechanical octane it was quench um i was able to hand finish the pistons get rid of hot spots in there to get to the bottom side of the combustion chamber so the things like that were good um i'm not going to do quite as much oil work in the block and things like that that i did in the old motor so i'm just hoping with this the stock bottom end holds together uh, as well as i can so 
that's the thing I think really works is, is something you can do on the cheap that's effective. You just, it really does take time. And the second thing I think is cheap and effective, Harbor Freight Tools. <laughs> I love Harbor Freight and their coupon. Love Harbor Freight. 90% I, I, of the things I buy at Harbor Freight are great. And the other yeah. things, the things you use every day, like if I was a professional mechanic, no, I wouldn't be using the Harbor Freight tools for the most part. But for a home mechanic, for most of the stuff, the Harbor Freight tools works wonderfully. They're priced very reasonably, and they're everywhere, and their warranty is fairly decent. And with like the, the quality of craftsman tools and things going down, mm. Harbor Freight. Or it's just a matter you can't find craftsman tools anywhere because Kmart, you know, is has been reducing, and you can't find a Sears anymore. I would say if I was a professional, though, any consumables, neoprene gloves, cutoff saws, you know, stuff that you you just go through a lot. I'm going to Harbor Freight every time. How about you an know. engine for a that plugs right into our super old snowblower? Oh, yes. Yeah. That's actually it an interesting. It bolted right in. 20-second story. predators. 20-second yes. story. Our 1962 Arians snowblower, which should is built like a tank in the bottom and had a Tecumseh motor. Why, why am I mildly <laughs> offended by Arian snowblower? That just sounds, <laughs> that just sounds, like, a, that sounds like a band not that, that kind of Arian. want to listen to. Right. <laughs> Um, but it so, yeah, so high elemental no at all. And, right. <laughs> so the the 1962 Tecumseh engine that was on it, that was out of compression at this point. It wasn't working very well. So I bought the the Harbor Freight 212 cc Predator engine with a coupon. I think I, I paid under a hundred dollars with tax. Not only <laughs> not only were the bolt holes the same. Although I did have to pop the studs out of the Arians and put bolts in because the, the flange was thicker. But the bolt holes were in the same spot. The crank pulley was the same. And not only that, it was the same height. So all I had to do to mount a brand new Honda clone Predator motor to my 1962 Arian snowblower was knock the studs out to put different bolts in. Stop. Amazing. So, huh. Sounds great to me. That's a huh. cheap thing that. that works great. That is, that is that. I was going to say consumables and then any like any sort of hammering tool, like, you know, nothing like finite, but like, you know, something you need to beat on something else. Harbor <laughs> Freight is really good at that. I, I forget what it was. I was looking at our Harbor Freight. It was something fairly precise. But one of the reviews was does not work well as a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would. What gets me always about Harbor Freight is I will go in there for a very specific item, like uh, casters for a project or something like that. And I, I, I came out of there one time, spent $220, and I consider myself lucky. I was like, oh, man, it's one of the cheaper trips I've ever had to Harbor Freight. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down with Harbor Freight. Uh, other we, cheap we could stuff. do a whole podcast on that. Let's keep we moving. Could, we could. Mental, what, what you got? Sponsor. So the, if you guys remember a couple of years ago, the big push was the $50 paint job where you get Rust-Oleum and use foam rollers and roll it on there. So I had a race bike that I was running in Colorado and I did that. And here's the, you know, I, I typed it out. It, it turned out exactly like they said it was going to turn out, which was, eh, eh, yeah, it just, it just, and for the amount of labor I put into that, I expected more. So when it came time to do it again and when I had to paint the race truck, I got home at 5.45, the sun set at 6.30, I rolled the truck out, parked it on some you know, trash bag so I wouldn't completely destroy my lawn, and started spraying it about 6.25, and you guys saw the truck, it 
looked like crap. It was awful, but it looked good, you know, for on track pictures and orange peel, like you read about, which I think helped it because it established a boundary layer of airflow around the, the truck. <laughs> yeah. That's what that I would, needed. Like, <laughs> like exactly, a golf it ball. Fast. It was way too fast. But, uh, so, and I, I looked at the difference in quality between the $50 paint job and the Harbor freight spray gun paint job done in 20 minutes in setting sun. I'm going to go Harbor Freight paint job every time, especially for a race car. The best thing is to buy the the HVLP gun with a coupon for $20, and then it's Heck essentially yeah. disposable. <laughs> it's Don't even it, clean it. That's Don't even clean it. Just throw it right exactly out. Exactly it how, really yep. well. We did that on our, our, exactly how it, our cabrio. We painted pink for the Barbie cabrio. And on the Saab 9000, when we painted the Swedish blue, both were done with a Harbor Freight $19 HVLP gun. Nice. And it looked, and it looked legit. Yeah, it did. The Saab looked great when you sold it. The Saab definitely looked great. I didn't see the bunny. It crashed oh, before we all saw it. It, it was spectacular. For another <laughs> for another time. For all right, so um, I will tell you about what I think is great and worked out really well. We started, um, ca- we needed a camp set up for HPDA track days. So we started a couple of years ago and we camped overnight. Just Chris and I, uh, we don't have an RV. We decided we're not going to do a hotel and we had a tent, but we were like, well, racetracks have the amenities that we need. That should be good enough. So we brought the Suburban and we were going to sleep in the Suburban. We had the windows open. Uh, for some reason, only I brought some sh- only sheets, not anything else. Not really sure why. We froze. It was summer-ish, but eh. It was really where? Re- where? Uh, I think it was New Jersey. 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 Of yeah. So it was Jersey. It was. We were freezing. So <laughs> we decided we needed to up our game a little bit. So we decided that we were going. So we needed a bed. We got an air mattress that fits exactly into the space. It was. I think it's like an inch or two longer than the space. But it, when you blow it up in the space, it works exactly right. It's a full size. Is two inches wider than the cargo space of a suburban. So that squishes out nicely. Nice. Yeah, so we, we bought that. We got an air mattress. It fits really nicely. Uh, we made a little screen door. So we opened one of the windows. We had a screen that went over the window. We put a magnet on the end of it, and we closed the other side of the door. So it was a nice window. It kept kept all the bugs out. Uh, we also Chris also made a really nice uh, porch, and we had a, t- a uh, tarp over so we could keep our shoes outside, and we had a tarp with little PVC pipes. Yeah, the tarp was a, a- the awning was a tarp zip tied to the roof rack, and the other side was zip tied to some one inch PVC pipe I drilled some holes through that also had some paracord to a bungee cord to the extra race wheels that were sitting there. So we had a nice little 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 awning out well, the awning. side that, that's that what I meant to takes say. up no space and no time and no nothing, just a couple zip ties every time and uh, gave us a little extra dry shade. So we bought that, a, sounds, uh, that sounds like a, a like you know what are those the rules of a good garage is everything has two purposes or it's on wheels type thing so that yep. an effective utilization of all of that yeah so we also it. we also bought a small quiet generator for um, we were totally into emergency preparedness for a while so we bought that you can plug a couple things in uh, we also had after a, you guys survived Hurricane Sandy I'm not surprised because oh, it out. was a nightmare hey this is we safety. had to rake the lawn after that. It's just a safety thing. Come on. And credit to Yamaha for building a lovely 2,000-watt suitcase generator that it works wonderfully. starts on one pole, is super quiet, works wonderfully. It's a great job. They should sponsor us. Um, so also then for, for our food, we had got a little small grill. We took our frying pan from our stove and that we use the one we use every day. We had eggs for breakfast, uh, burgers for lunch, steak for dinners. Um, it was pretty awesome. So 
we uh, figured out how to do awesome camping and just the two of us, nothing fancy, but enough that we made our stay really nice. And plenty of people were just going, I'm going to the hotel, I'm out. And we stayed all night and we had a great time. That I, is I in direct contrast comment. to my suburban camping. Go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say, I have, you talk about your suburban and then I'll do my one comment. I'll say, because my one time camping in the suburban inspired me to buy an RV. And it was uh, the CMP race when I was down there. And of course, now it, I had three dogs in the dang thing, so it was uh, not as comfortable. But I remember camping in my creepy van. That was always really comfy when I used to go dirt bike riding. And then Justin Howell, my buddy out in Oklahoma, loaned me his Freightliner once for the Frozen Barber race. That was actually really, really good because it was a high top. You could walk around in it. Well, your problem with your Suburban is you didn't have any screening. You just left the, the one of the doors open, your barn doors. So we, at least we have a hatch, but not the barn doors. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and that and the dogs, and you were at a cot, so you didn't have the, you know, the height difference that was a problem. So we've solved all of your problems with our setup. <laughs> well, I, I've, solved the cheap, I've solved the cheap camping problem, and I suggest you all use this method. <laughs> Have your mother and father buy an RV or, and lend it to you for every single race. Have all of your friends' families have RVs. Like, hey, Wakeman's family got an RV. Greg Smith got an RV. Mental got an RV. You know what I don't have? An RV. An RV. Yeah, I don't have a race car, so it's... it's, it's, it's... <laughs> oh. No, no, hey, no. That was that was a compliment. Right? So, right. you know, He's got the RV. The no drive. It's about the same amount of money. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, up front versus overtime. Yeah, yeah probably. Okay, okay wait, Jeff. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking at my watch here, so I'm going to do two quick ones. Uh, the one quick one I'm going to mention is um, everyone in the Lemons community knows this already, but most racers out there might not. But RaceImage.com. If you are trying to buy a fire suit and you're looking at five hundred dollars, seven hundred dollar fire suits. That place has dirt cheap, many thousand dollar fire suits. And hmm. I know everyone's heard about it, but do you know, our not, friends not, who have bought them, everybody. they all look no, it's, great. It's true. Like my, my $800 Alpine Star suit is not much better than the ones people are buying from Race Image. It's like Steve's one that, you know, just Cheerios and Hamburger Helper one that probably costs him 250 bucks, and it works great. Yeah, I mean, I, I've really been impressed with all of our friends who have bought them. I'm definitely putting it on my list this winter. Probably going to pick one up as a second. Uh, nothing worse than an incredibly wet race suit on day two. So uh, I'll, I'll be rocking <laughs> two of them next year. Oh, I'm, cool. I'm not going to lie. I, you know, I've heard it talked about, but I didn't look it up until you said that because I've, I've still got the old. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm racing in the quilt. They were making fun oh, of me in Ohio really? for that one. Just yeah, make the move. It's just, this yeah. is one of those things where. Not being it. cheap is totally worth it. The same way that a proper cool shirt versus a ghetto oh, cool shirt. Yes. Totally. totally worth it. All right. So, yeah, I know what my Christmas present is going to be then. Hey, Vicky, you listening? So, yeah, the yeah. only. She's rolling her eyes. So the only thing I. The only other thing I was going to mention is if you do a lot of race car building, owning your own vinyl cutter has been totally. really fun and a really great way to decorate. They're not that expensive. The software is not that expensive. The vinyl is cheap as heck. You can probably make a business and actually make money if you wanted to put some effort into it. Or have a friend who has it, you know. So if any other Northeast teams before a race give us a little bit of lead time, we'd be happy that, to make you yes. some vinyl at a reasonable cost. 
Captain Morgan's. Bob and the Captain Morgan's. <laughs> yeah. These, these days, it's mostly Sailor Jerry or Mount Gay. Thanks, though. Oh, okay. All right. Sailor Jerry, they're Northeast race teams, or on occasion, Southern race teams. We have to tell us which one first. So let's keep moving on. We have a hella sweet or but terrible topic this year. We have two. I'm so excited for the second one. Oh, but why don't you just do yours and we'll save mine for next time? No, because I feel like I'm cutting you off. I can save mine for next time. No, no, do yours. Yours will be gone next time, Mental. Go. Fair enough. Okay. So I spend way too much time on Bring a Trailer because Bring a Trailer. Yep. And on Bring a Trailer right now, and granted, it's got a couple days left on it, but there is a Ferrari Mondial that is currently only $10,500 for a 1984, the most hated of Ferraris. Now, Chris, as a supercar owner, I know you have some experience with this. I actually shopped Ferrari Mondials fairly hard a while ago because I thought it was a good investment car. And when I was that's so I was planning on selling the MG and keeping the BMW, I thought this is a great toy. Eighty four, because it's a Quattrovalvo, is actually not the most hated one. The Ferrari Mondial eight is the most hated. That one I think Chrissy's Mazda could outrun. So <laughs> right. Um, Which is great. I mean actually yeah. Chrissy's Mazda is actually fairly quick, but really a Ferrari. So um the the Quattrovalvo is not not tragic actually. And then later on you get into the the Mondial T's, which have the transverse engine, which is engine out service for everything. The the, the Quattro Valvo is still, you can do the timing belt on the car. So as far as Ferraris go, it is one of the most DIY, if not the most DIY Ferraris you can possibly get. So I, I support I, I that. love that I'm friends with a guy who has a rating of how DIY friendly Ferraris are. And here's, I'm, I'm not mocking you because I know you did yeah. all the number research on that. That is, I... It was, oh, yeah. on, it was on the, sh- the extended list oh, of yeah. interesting cars that we might own. Hey, I could have bought a 355 instead of the NSX. I chose not to because I said I have no interest in that level of maintenance. Or I could just have a Honda that's just going to work mm-hmm. every time. And I've, driven, I've driven a 355. They're phenomenal. My brother had a 355 Spider. I, I still would take an NSX over it right. for all of the did. reasons so you did. So would I. Thank yeah. you. Um, so, so, Chris, my- you seem to have the most knowledge on this. Hella terrible or uh, but terrible or hella de- sweet. Um, under thirty five, you can't lose. Oh you yeah, this thing's ten thousand dollars. Now, granted, again, it ends in six does days. It run, does it run? Yes, yeah. just had a bunch of service has, work. It has three six. It has three sixty or four thirty wheels on it. Um, it. That'll that'll end up going in the thirties somewhere. But realistically, in the in the thirties, you're not going to lose on that in the market going forward as long as it's not tragic it's, as long as it has its belts done sometime in the last five years as long as it's the top is not deteriorated as long as it, you, there's no major major problems you, you really can't lose on that car and i'm a big fan of Brigger trailer we sold the bmw there that, did, that yeah, went great yeah. we sold the rolls royce there that went great we're gonna sell the mg there we're gonna sell the citroen there like we're fans of bring a trailer so you should sponsor us too so but my thing is, is, and I'm still thinking like a major on flight pay that doesn't pay taxes most years, is I figure a Ferrari for anything under $15,000, if it blows up in a year, doesn't matter. You still had a Ferrari. It's worth it. And then you just park it in your garage, and every now and again, you open that garage, and people go, hey, is that Ferrari? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, and you just close, you close the garage again because you've got a Ferrari. And That's <laughs> funny. And then uh, 70 years from now, Wayne Carini shows up at your garage <laughs> and pays you $150,000 for it. 
Yeah, Wayne, and then Wayne he sells be, it for half a mil. Wayne will be long dead. Long dead. I don't know. <laughs> There's nothing Wayne likes more than chasing a car. I, I love how that show makes him always seem like such a hard, hard man, you know, and his negotiations like, uh, yeah, okay, no, that that seems like a fair price. Yeah, so, you know. Everything I heard about Wayne is a super nice guy, actually. Yeah, I've yeah. always heard Wayne's yeah. really nice. The TV show portrays him as a super nice guy, and he's got the, you know, the autistic daughter, and he does all the fundraising, but the beginning of the show is just him being a jerk. <laughs> you know, he's, where he's, he's trying to look all Paul, Paul Tuttle Sr. into the, the camera. No. Doesn't work. All right, anyway, so I, I feel like we should get some, some safety stuff. Yeah, let's do just the team. I know this is radio. You can't, you can't, you can't see me. I was dancing, waiting for my intro. Okay, so we are talking about driving in the rain in near freezing temperatures. So it is pretty darn cold. It's getting cold here uh, in our neck of the woods. Fifty-five was, degrees overnight low down here. I know. I so I feel your pain. <laughs> We're seeing things and temperatures that are in the 30s. Yesterday, it was raining, and it was uh, in the 30s. So I watch the temperature gauge, excuse me, the outside temperature gauge as I'm driving because I'm concerned about uh, it getting a little bit slick. And uh, if it's getting closer to 32 um, or freezing, we need to make sure that the roads aren't getting slick. Uh, Possible black ice, don't want to be slippery, especially when I'm driving all over the world. One trick that Chris taught me uh, was to watch the car in front of you and make sure that they are uh, the, the spray, if it's raining, if it's wet on the grounds, make sure the spray is actually throwing the water. Uh, if it is not it, it leaving the tracks or the wheels aren't throwing that water, it might be black ice and not just wet. So one of those good things to keep out, keep your eyes out, like that. Yeah. watching and making sure that it is not slippery, more slippery than you plan. The other thing is when it gets quiet. So when the cars are running in the wet, in front of you, you can see the water pick up in their tires. You see their tracks. You see the spray. And then you hear it in your car, too. You hear a little bit of the spray. So when everything gets quiet and you don't see any spray and your steering gets a little bit lighter, if you have a very sensitive car, all of these are signs that it is now gotten frozen underneath you. Mm-hmm. It never, it's, it's never quiet in my car because there's always radio on. Well, right. True. But you guys you guys know the drill about you know bridges and underpasses always go, too. And I would, I would also throw down here in the down south now when we do get this kind of weather the top layer doesn't always freeze immediately and the only thing slipperier than black ice is black ice with water on top of it yeah and yeah so it's it's solid advice all the way around we run snow tires on all of our winter cars all year round and so you know we have that extra advantage but but I, I did. I don't understand two of those words you use: snow tires <laughs> and winter car. I, what? Okay, for those who are driving in the northeast and are listening to us, um, I also I do drive uh, and use the snow tires, but I don't have them in my car yet. So that's yeah. really why I was concerned about. Usually it. around Thanksgiving is the time we do the switch over. So we're coming up yeah. on but it, soon. But Thanksgiving, couple extra days off. Everyone puts on yeah. the snow tires. And so the Mercedes, totally. well, the Mercedes, for example, <laughs> just has some some Michelin Pilot Sport all season three pluses, whatever the acronym is. So they're not true snow tires, but they're good enough because when it really snows, I take the Suburban that has these ridiculous chunky Falcons that are actual true snow tires on it. So we'll do that. Well, say the Mercedes also weighs four tons. It also has oh. 500 horsepower and 285 rear <laughs> tires. So that's, that's anyway, also that's, good for the that's snow. That's a story for another time. <laughs> so that's my safety tip. Watch hey, out. And honestly. I, probably one of your better ones not that you have given bad ones oh, but that's a legit thanks. one so I, I guess so am i playing the music now great wolf lodge 
Oh, fro- the forehead of radio is frozen. Hey, so why don't you play, yeah, play the music? Oh, oh okay, hey, there, there he, is. he is. Read the outro, Jeff. <laughs> oh, crap. Hang on a second. No, I'm here. That's no, it. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I've got to connect. Oh, well. <laughs> In the meantime, I, I want to say me. thank you to all our sponsors and all our friends and say hi to Chrissy's mom. <laughs> and of course, are, yeah, we always got to say hi to Chrissy's mom. Our other loyal listeners who are here every week, and that's great. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you have any feedback for us, please, please, please tell us about it. We're going to happily listen to it and maybe ignore it and hopefully read it on the air. Thanks. There you go. All right. So here, here comes the music. No, oh, yeah. still doesn't have it. Oh, my God. Come oh, on. my. Thank you for downloading us. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Everyone Racers. We hope you enjoy the world of, of driving and racing. Oh, my God. It's tragic. Just do you not it. even kill have it. mental kill it. All. Okay, we'll do right, without keep, it. Keep reading. I'll do, I'll do it live. I'll do it live. Shut up. Is anybody going to read it? I was reading it. I didn't hear anything. You weren't reading it. You were Come on, Jeff. Up. Keep reading. We right, hope you're going to enjoy the world of driving, racing, and building because everyone can be a racer, just even you. you. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to the button on the iTunes and wherever you get your podcast. If you have any questions or want to give us some iTunes, some show ideas, drop us a comment on our Facebook page, Everyone Racers, or like our racing team Facebook page, Three Battle Mafia Lemons Racing Team. If you'd like to help us produce the show, you just give us some money because we probably need it. <laughs> and, and, Thanks. And buy us a beer at the next race. We'll be there that sounds December. great. We, we also have like Instagram rum. and Twitter, too. What? What is that? We like rum. Yeah. Uh, thanks again for an, um, until next week. Keep the shiny side up unless you have no shiny side. And then keep the wheels down. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>